Hello and welcome to the Garden History Podcast. My name's Adverley Richmond and I'm a garden, landscape and social historian. On the Garden History Podcast, I will be taking you through my A to Z of garden history based on the people, plants, places and features which you might find in and around the subject of garden history. Today is a letter G for Giverny. In studying the subject of garden history, much evidence has been gleaned from hundreds of years of paintings. In 1734, the English poet and satirist Alexander Pope pronounced that all gardening is landscape painting, just like a landscape hung up. Nearly 150 years later, one of the leading Impressionist painters, Claude Monet, declared that my garden is my most beautiful masterpiece. Monet was referring to his garden at Giverny in the region of Normandy in France. At the age of 43, Claude Monet and his wife Alice and their eight children moved into a rented property at Giverny in 1883. Seven years later, he purchased the house and the surrounding one-acre orchard, all enclosed within high stone walls. This area close to the house became known as Claus Normand and during the creation of the garden, Monet wrote precise daily instructions to his gardeners regarding the planting and layout. The Claus Normand garden slowly evolved into a space filled with fruit trees, vegetables and flowers. Monet mixed common garden plants such as forget-me-nots, poppies and daisies with beautiful rare specimens and allowed them all to mingle and grow into each other. The area was densely planted to avoid any bare patches of earth and although there were elements of formality, these were softened when the plants spilled over the many paths. Over the long, wide and straight path or Grande Allée from the house, Monet created a series of large overhead metal arches which supported swathes of rambling roses. In late summer, the floor of the path completely disappears under the red, yellow, orange flowers and fresh green leaves of hundreds of nasturtiums, Tropiola magus. It was said to be truly a sight to behold and became one of the highlights of the garden. The British garden designer Gertrude Jekyll was a near contemporary of Claude Monet and her first passion had been painting but she turned to gardening when her eyesight deteriorated. This was a condition they both shared although Monet's myopia troubled him more in later years. Jekyll promoted the idea of the garden as a series of pictures and suggested that in setting a garden, we were painting a picture of hundreds of feet, but with living flowers. This is exactly what Monet proceeded to do in his second garden at Giverny. It was started in 1893, when Monet purchased an adjoining piece of land on the other side of a road and railway track. 
Today, this part of the gardens is reached from the Clos Normand via a tunnel under the busy road. Although in Monet's time, it may well have been a case of shut your eyes and run. The first thing he did was to divert the water from the river Ept in order to create a pear-shaped pond. Moni was a great admirer of Japanese art, which can be seen in many of his earlier paintings. He had a large collection of Japanese woodblock prints, which provided some of the inspiration for his new water garden. Also, in 1889, At the Universal Exhibition of Paris, Monet had seen and admired a Japanese water garden. Monet and his gardeners set about creating the garden which would later inspire him to produce some of his most important work. In 1895, he constructed a viewing platform in the form of a Japanese-style footbridge across the pond, which eventually became covered with pale lilac wisteria. Interestingly, he painted the bridge an apple green colour instead of the iconic bright red which most people associated with such a feature. The water garden was extended in 1901 following the purchase of another piece of land. Four smaller footbridges were added as well as more planting including weeping willows, maples, bamboos, hostas and tree peonies. Sinuous paths wound round the pond and through the plantings, which offered a variety of views and vistas, many of which were later immortalised in his paintings. The celebrated water lilies of Giverny came from the famous water lily hybridist Latour Maliac, who had unveiled his collection at the Paris Exhibition. These lilies were to be the subjects of the enormous water lily panels, Le Nomphier, which now occupy two rooms at the Orangery Museum in Paris. Claude Monet created the paintings of his gardens at Giverny, first in flowers and then in paint. In later years, Monet developed a passion for botany and sought out rare and unusual plants, which led him to confess that all my money goes into my garden, but I am in rapture. Although the Clause Normand garden featured heavily in Monet's paintings, over the years most people have neglected this area to focus on the water lily garden. Monet believed that he could paint masterpieces at Giverny, so it was with a painter's eye and a gardener's hand that he created his gardens. As his world contracted due to his failing eyesight, his canvases grew larger, and towards the end of his life, the water garden became his only subject, and many of his paintings featured the Japanese-style footbridge, and the water lilies. Claude Monet died at Giverny in 1926 and between the years 1947 and 1966 his house and garden deteriorated. The property was eventually bequeathed to the Académie des Beaux-Arts who set about raising funds for the restoration. The house and gardens were finally opened to the public in 1980 
and Monet Giovanni now welcomes over 500,000 visitors a year. You can see a picture of Claude Monet in the Claus Normand Garden and one of his water lily paintings on my podcast page at adverley.co.uk. You may also like to have a look at my pinned tweet at adverleyr to see some of the letters I covered last year. Thank you for listening to the Garden History Podcast and please do join me again for my next episode. Until then, thank you and goodbye.